0: And I think a big thing in values, a lot of times people put up values and their values are more a list of hopes and dreams, where one of the things that we've really done in our values when we determine what they are is we actually looked at not who do we wish to be, what are the things that, that, that we value that get us to that. You're tuning in to Coach and Joe, conversations on friendship with God. I feel like the, the yeah, hard true. part is I'm, I'm coughing on water. <laughs> so what and so do what do you do <laughs> when you're coughing on water, right? Because the natural thing is you drink water. But if that's what started this, am I going to make it worse? Because now I have I'm trigger shy. Just go ahead and drink some. It'll help you. I'm just not going
1: to drink. I'm Can not going to be funny with it. Can we just go on? Absolutely. You ready? Yeah. I meant that already. I oh, perfect. Like now you ruined it. Oh, I'm sorry. We can edit that part out. Well, welcome to Coach and Joe. I'm here today with Blake Berg, the man, the myth, the legend, who is just choking on water. What do you do? That's a paradox in and of itself. It is. What, you, a, what is one supposed to do when water is the thing causing them to choke?
0: It's tough because the tendency is to drink water. <laughs> <clears throat> but when I'm choking on it, what are you going to yeah. do? I feel really underdressed, Joe. Yeah, I think you look good. Because I've watched, I've been watching episodes of Coach and Joe, and it's like hats (laughs) and chips and t shirts. And so it feels really low key. And so, in honor of that, I wear a sweatshirt, and you're like buttoned up to the top button.
1: You know, I am. Today was graduation day for our school, though, so I wanted to look nice. I typically don't wear stuff like this. Clothes, clothes, this doesn't feel great to me. I'm definitely like a cotton. Clothing type of guy, and this is not that kind of just itchy and gross. But hey, guys, welcome to the show. Blake, who are you?
0: <laughs> well, wasn't, you are. I wasn't expecting that. Assignment wise at Bridgeway. Assignment wise, <laughs> yes. Uh, my name Bryce. is Blake, and I do duties as a sign. Oh no, no, my
1: gosh! <laughs> Can you please tell them what you do at Bridgeway? <laughs> uh,
0: I do duties as a sign, and mostly they're, they involve something with a website or a picture or a graphic. Or something of content or communications. Um,
1: he's pretty incredible. And he's an artist, which is kind of why he's got the edgy hoodie on. I have some paint on it. You guys just can't see it. So the least, it's got to be brooding. This so is the least edgy hoodie I've I don't ever know. seen. It looks pretty edgy to me. It looks like I the clearance it. sale at Hot Topic. If, <laughs> if, I, if I put the hood on. <laughs> there it is. Now I feel tough. There, and Andy got the twisted mustache, so it's perfect. For those of you who are listening on podcasts, it's worth going to YouTube just to see the mustache twisted on his beard. It's fantastic. Is it twisted evenly? Because that's the worst when one side's... Well, here's the deal. Mm. Blake's being very humble because he's a humble person, but he's more than just duties as assigned. Blake is a teacher. And Blake also has an extreme gift of boiling down really complicated things to very simplistic ways of saying them, which is also a teacher's gift. I believe the best teachers make really, really complicated things. Fairly simple. And one of the things Blake's been tasked at at Bridgeway with is to help us as a church family make who we are into very simplistic bite-sized pieces, which we call our core values. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, and a big part even of of who you are, the big part of it isn't that we're, we're putting language to who we hope to be. It's we want to look at who we already recognize ourselves as and then we want to be able to describe what that is. Mm-hmm. Because until we have language to talk about who we already are and who we are in the Father, we can't talk about it without language to talk about it. Right. And I think a big thing in values, a lot of times people put up values and their values are more a list of hopes and dreams. Where one of the things that we've really done in our values when we determine what they are is we actually looked at not who do we wish to be, but when we look back at who we actually are, how, what's the expression of our lives look like? What are the things that, that, that we value that get us to that? Yeah, because a, a value, everything that we do, every behavior we have, all the decisions we make, all of those come down to something that we value. Yep. Right. I picked this hoodie because of something that I valued. Mm-hmm. Right. Today it happened to be Art. the value of wanting Edginess. to fit in with the casualness <laughs> of Coach and Joe, and then I was proved horribly wrong. Right. You picked that shirt because of a value. Dude, your is twisted up in a certain way because about what of I've a worn value.
1: On the show. It's been from
0: you. <clears throat> I know. It's a a spiritual
1: gift. (laughs) Well, this is a great, this is a very gratifying moment for me. So as a church, let, let, let me just zoom out here for a second. So the Coach and Joe podcast, Coach and Joe show is a part of a, it's basically an arm of Bridgeway Church. It's a way for us to just share the people, the sounds, the things that God are doing within our church body and church family and get it out. So it's a really easy way for us to be able to express um, what he's showing us, what he's doing with us is a mouthpiece, if you will, for our church. But our church is a local home, local body of believers here in Greenville, South Carolina, 725 Garlington. Come check it out if you guys are in the area. If you're not, we've had a lot of people lately come and flying in just to come to this church. So join the movement. Come check it out. But as a church body and family, we have found it very important, and it's a value for us, to have clearly definable values. And so Blake was getting into what a value is, but can you just very quickly define what it what a value is?
0: Uh, so I look at it, a lot of it is, is kind of the personality. And so you have a, a vision a why you do what you're doing, you have kind of how you do it, but then your values really are what you look like along the way. Mm-hmm. And so kind of in the sea of navigating through life, like these are big pillar navigational points where you can look at and say... Like am I am I going the right direction? Is, is it sort of the DNA? Mm-hmm. Right, DNA is the genetic material that makes you you. Mm-hmm. And so your DNA makes you be you. The way you look, the way you act, what you what you sound like when you talk, the way that you may move your hands. My DNA makes me look like me. And so value is really their DNA that make you look like something. That's right. And so in our values, what we've really looked to doing is we've kind of felt like we've discovered. I mean, these are kind of values of Eden. Yeah. These are values yeah. of of what life is like in God's original plan, mm-hmm. his original intent, back in the garden. Mm-hmm. And so if you want a life that looks like Eden and a life that looks like being back in the garden, then you need that genetic material that looks like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's actually, you know, it's, an, it's a realignment of what our my values were beforehand of going, actually, if I want to look like this picture of the Father, mm-hmm. and if I want my life to look like the picture that God has for it, then I need the genetic material that makes up that picture. That's right. Which ultimately comes down to what we believe are these values. Yep.
1: And so we're not going to list our values for you because we want you to keep watching, but we are going to tell you what our values consist of, and they are paradoxes. And so we derived our values as a, as a church leadership team and as a church family through, through the narrative of Scripture and through mm-hmm. the narrative of who God is, the God that is so big that he is, he is unsearchable yet small enough to fit into a manger. The God who who is so just yet so kind, so severe yet so kind. It, and what we've noticed as we've we've gotten to walk in friendship with God and gotten to know Him is that He's very much paradoxical. Yeah, it's like you figured out one aspect of who He is, but wait a second, there's this side to Him. It's, it's 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 He's so loving, but there's such judgment and such justice and such perfection in that. There's there's such hope in Him there's such and it, 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 it's like you can't quite get off that tightrope as you're walking in friendship with God right there's just scriptures that you find i'm sure you guys can attest to this it's like you're reading the bible and there's things that just don't fit with so many narratives that we've tried to to box them in just to make sense to our finite minds i mean i know for me a lot of times the old testament i i don't i think i think it was probably until i was in my 20s that i even read the old testament because frankly, the New Testament was a Jesus and was a God that I could get behind. Mm-hmm. And that I could digest and I could say, well, this this makes sense with the God loves me narrative. But the Old Testament God, like, that kind of offends the God loves me narrative. Yep. Right? And so what I did in my immaturity and my ignorance really is I just kind of shut out the things that really kind of pulled me in two directions. And one of the things we've done here at Bridgeway is we've done our best to embrace it. We've done our best to stand on that tightrope to embrace the idea of a paradoxical God and try as best as we can to honor both of the dichotomies that we see so often in his paradoxical nature, Blake. And go ahead and speak to paradox. Why do you think, let me ask you this question. What is it about paradox that you think the, the father wants his church universal, his, 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 his global church right now to be able to see about who he is?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the, the value really in embracing these ideas of paradox is that it is actually embracing all of who God is. And so, like you're saying, when we look at Scripture, we see all these different pictures that when you look at you go, wait a second, <coughs> it's that water again. <coughs> when you look back at Scripture, you see all these different pictures. In your mind, you go, wait a second, like how how are you judging Right, but then I also read scriptures where you're merciful, yeah. And so I'm trying to understand you as as a mercy giver, but also as a as a judge. Mm-hmm. And in our minds, like that's hard to reconcile those differences, mm-hmm. especially because in our own minds and in our own experiences, we usually do those things poorly in one way or another, or they're done to us poorly. What we have to always remember with the Father is that everything that He does is always good, right, and perfect. And He's the only one in, in the story; God's the only one that always does what's good, right, and perfect. That's right. And so when God judges, he judges in a way that's good, right, and perfect. When God shows mercy, he does it in a way that's good, right, and perfect. When I show mercy, it's probably flawed and broken. When I try to participate in any kind of judgment, it's going to be flawed and broken, because I'm a flawed and broken person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in, in these paradoxes, a lot of times what we find is, I mean, these are things, our values, they're these paradoxical things like judgment and mercy. That they, they oppose each other and like entire denominations will be formed over choosing one side or the other side, or friendships will be divided over one side or another side, or people will hate each other because of they're choosing one side or another side. And a lot of times what I've noticed is really rather than you choosing one side or the other side, what you're actually doing is you're repelled by one side, mm-hmm. or you're repelled by the other side. Mm-hmm. And so I may I may really latch on to mercy, not because I love mercy so much, but because judgment's been shown really poorly in my life. Yep. And it's pushing me away from judgment into mercy. And then what happens because like you're saying, it's this tightrope. And so it's this tension that God's inviting us to live into. And it's not a tension that's pushing mm-hmm. these sides away. It's a tension that's pulling together the completeness of who of who He is. And so I'm meant I'm meant to view these paradoxical things from the middle of this tension, and when I find myself cozying up to one side or another, now I have a wrong view of one side, but I also have a wrong view of the other, too. And so if I'm cozied up to mercy, not only do I have a wrong view of judgment, because judgment's supposed to be viewed from a place of tension, mm. now I actually have a wrong view of mercy, too, because mercy is also supposed to be viewed from
1: that place of Come tension. On. Come on, Blake. See, and you've said that word, tension, 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 tension. Tension is a gift in our lives because it keeps us reliant. And so I love I love the fact that we're at least saying, hey, it's going to be rough. It's going to be difficult to even communicate it. Because let's be really honest. It's way easier to just describe one side of these paradoxes totally. and just kind of gravitate towards <laughs> it. So for us, Word and Spirit, it'd be way easier to just go to the Word side yep. and just say, hey, we're going to kind of put the Holy Spirit part yeah. aside, just focus on the words, the things that we can really you know, see in the scripture and, and touch. But the problem is, is the closer you get into that word and the more it gets into you, it it reveals the spirit. Yeah. And if we're really honest, the more into the word you truly are, it's, it's actually going to route you to Holy Spirit. And very similarly, like if we wanted to be just, you know what, we're going to focus on the gifts of the spirit. We're going to be loose. Just go after Holy Spirit, and individual experience. And he's building his church now. And what's he saying now? Rama, Rama, Rama. Logos isn't as important. What will happen is, is we'll engage with Holy Spirit and he'll testify of the word. He'll lead us to the person of Jesus that's found in the scriptures. And the more spirit we become, the mm-hmm. fuller picture of the word and spirit that will be. Yeah. And you said something really oh. profound about paradoxes, that people who think they're really, really one side are actually only a little bit one side. Because the the truth is, is the more word that you are, the more spirit you'll have to become. Yeah, yeah especially in word the the spirit, because the word
0: is always pointing us to the spirit. The Word's teaching us on the ministry of the spirit. The spirit's always pointing back to and revealing the word in our lives. And so to be word, but to say, but to not be spirit in that is to probably only just be enough word that you're not spirit. (laughs) Because to really be fully into the word, the word's always instructing us on the ministry of the spirit and Mm -hmm. highlighting the importance of the spirit. So to be all word is to be spirit. To be all spirit is to be all word. And so and you kind of you hit on this a little bit. A lot of times we like to do this 50-50 picture mm-hmm. of Paradox, and it and it's becomes this bridge of, like, well, I'm going to go hang out on this one camp of Paradox for a while, and then I can leave that and come over here and hang out on this other camp. The problem with that is if, if you're doing 50-50, it's only 50% of each one. And so you're missing All out right. on half of what both of us have to offer. So the real power of Paradox is actually when you can put aside what you understand as logical and comfortable and normal And say, it's going to be okay for two things to occupy the same space at the same time. And that's what we're looking at in our values are two things that seem like they shouldn't be able to occupy the same space at the same time. But they do that. And when they do that, and when it's 100% of one and 100% of others, then you start to find uh, that they, they really start to affect your life.
1: That's right. And so here we go. Our first core value that we're going to go through is Word and Spirit. And so that'll be the next episode that comes up. We're about to enter into a series of episodes that go through our five core values here at Bridgeway Church. Blake will be a part of them. And so tune into the next episode to go into Word and Spirit with us. Remember, God's found in the paradox, and we're willing to embrace it. So let's journey in it together. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for tuning in to Coach and Joe. Catch more episodes on YouTube and podcasts. To take a deeper look at friendship with
0: God, check out com.